What's up, guys? Welcome back to the corner of the casual. Y'all's gonna join us today on an easy Sunday morning while Jason's fucking half alive. God damn, I feel like hammered dog shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we had us an eventful night last night. Jason was uh, hanging off the porch, dying most of the night. Dude, I don't even remember falling asleep out there. Yeah, good night, man. This dude was uh, salty. He uh, missed Derek Lewis getting knocked out by Cyril Gone last night. Was it a good fight? Because I fucking missed it. Um, it was an alright fight. I think Cyril Gone did exactly like he was supposed to do. And, um, I mean, it was a great fight if you're from that camp. Was was it a good knockout? No. no. He kind of just covered up. I think Derek knew he was beat. So, he, you know, he got hit with some good shit and then just kind of covered up. Damn it. He, he was fucking drowning in there, dude. It was bad. Oh, that's exactly what yeah. I, I kind of expected, but I really wanted Lewis to pull it off. One of the notes that I took down was kind of, you know, well, since you're talking about halfway dying, and I kind of about halfway died last night, <laughs> so we're, did you hear about BJ Penn getting caught into a fucking wave full yes. engine room? I saw that. Dude, holy shit, man. I read the description on Twitter, and it sounds like a fucking episode of Saw or something, man. Oh, shit. I never read the actual story to it. I just saw the headline. So imagine this, dude. You're in a... um, This is the way I understood it. There was like a box. You're like a mile away from the microphone. (laughs) Better. Way better. I was wondering. I was like, holy shit, dude. It sounds like you're so far away. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, but so there's like this wave pool and um, apparently like they have this engine room that's like a probably like an 8 by 8 box and it's like under the water and what happens is this thing's like fills up and like circulates the water and then pushes it back out as a wave. So like periodically it'll fill up and then it'll push the waves out. Somehow he got sucked into that thing. So now he's in this little box, and every every now and then it'll fill completely up, and then shoot all the fucking water out. Well, every time it would do that, it would bounce him off the walls and slam him up against shit and fucking, like, rip his skin all up. And then, like, fucking, he would have to, like, wait as the water was filling up, hold his breath, and then survive being fucking banged around underwater and shit while it shot the wave out, dude. Holy fuck, dude. Yeah. Somehow he managed to get out. He said like every scratch he got in there was infected and stuff because like the like algae that was stuck to the walls in there. Because I mean, motherfuckers ain't supposed to be in there. You know what I mean? And somehow, dude, he survived. And like, how did he get out? I guess um, one of the uh, dudes he was with is like a big wave surfer in um, Waianae or some shit, Hawaii, and uh, he. I guess fucking saved him. Like, he realized that he was stuck in there and somehow this dude fucking swam in there like a hard dick and got him, dude. Jesus Christ, dude. Scary, right? Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, dude. Speaking of terrifying, man, I drank a fucking mushroom smoothie last night that sent me into the fucking Narnia. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, you want you want to recap that? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you all about it, dude. Apparently, when you do mushrooms, all it is is you just run a fever. <laughs> <laughs> you just run a fever, and you're completely delirious. And apparently, like when people talk real loud or say a lot of words, it feels like you're getting fucking beat up by words, dude. Like, yeah, that was my bad. I'm dude, fine. you ever like hide in a corner because something's loud? <laughs> there you go, dude. Like that's what mushrooms are. That's <laughs> I did not have a good time, so we'll just say, like, fucking mushrooms are not for me, okay? Like, my wife loved them. She had a great fucking time. She, I'm surprised that she held up so well and you didn't, because usually it's the other way around. Listen, I had one extra scoop, okay? That was it. That, that was the difference, dude, like, because I, I ground up some of these old magical psilocybin mushrooms... And put them in a nice little strawberry banana concoction. And motherfucker, dude, I gave myself one too many scoops, right? No fucking, this is like a protein powder that will, like I said, send you to Narnia. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Terrifying. Man, it's been a while since I've done any mushrooms, dude. But the last time that I did, I thought I killed my roommate and fucking my dirty house was making me have a bad trip. So I haven't <laughs> done it since. Yeah, Jason was trying to be like my, uh, I guess my tether to reality, but this fucker got way too drunk. <laughs> yeah, I passed out on the back porch. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Though. All I remember is you coming out there to get me, and I was like, fuck, how long have I been out here? Like, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need to puke right now. <laughs> awesome, dude. Fucking carry on, carry on. Man. <laughs> so uh Chad Mendez is coming back did you see that he just signed a new deal with uh, Bare Knuckle Boxing yeah how you feel about that dude I love it man yep. I think Chad's gonna be a fucking killer in BKFC yeah good on him not only that it's bringing like how just, old is he though isn't he a little bit older like 38 40 ooh I don't know I would say mid 30s I don't know if he's on the latter part of 35 but Either way, I think Chad Mendez brings a, a just a whole new set of eyes to you know BKFC. Yeah. He's thirty six. Thirty six. Yeah, so. man, his birthday's May first, eight days before mine. Yeah, man, dude. Yeah, I think I think seriously, I think he goes in there and probably wins a title at fucking BKFC. I mean, because I don't know anybody at one forty five. Is he gonna fight at one thirty five? He was a forty five er naturally in the UFC. Oh, yeah. So I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say he fights at fifty five or forty five. Okay, cool. But either way, I mean, the motherfucker's a tank, dude. Yeah. So, put him in at 45, get a bunch of eyes on him, put together a good card, and then you got fucking another banger for bare knuckle. Absolutely. But, uh, so, um, did you see the uh, three-on-one MMA in Poland? Dude, I saw that shit. And it was just like, if you're going to do something like that, the, the three people shouldn't take him down. But that's exactly what they did. Dude, <laughs> One guy took him down, and the other guy's just, like, hammer-punched him. <laughs> right, so if y'all don't know, like, there's a lot of freak show MMA that goes on around the world. And most of the time, it's not in the U.S., just because Most of the like, time, it's in fucking Russia. Yeah, because I feel like the U.S. just kind of like, eh, well, if somebody dies, we don't want to be held responsible. I think in Russia and shit, they just really don't care if you die. And they're just like, eh, good luck, my friend. All right. It, yeah. It's it's a 
It's honorable to die in combat, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, how'd he die? Oh, well, he got the shit kicked out of him by three dudes in an MMA match. Yeah. So, yeah, basically what, what I'm getting at here is, uh, so in Russia, they had another, like, freak show type of MMA event where they did a three-on-one MMA match. And it wasn't like you would think, okay, well, three-on-one, maybe it's like a super mismatch where you got, like, fucking Fedor in there versus fucking three McDonald's workers. No. <laughs> no, bro. This was, like, three dudes who were probably all around the same weight class, and they all looked like they trained and shit, and then fucking it went exactly like you would think it would go when three dudes fight another dude. Yeah. Like, they literally ran up, one dude distracted him, the other dude took him down, and when they took him down, they all hammer-fisted the fuck out of him. It lasted yeah. about 30 seconds. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> literally, it's exactly what you would expect. I think it was beautiful, man. I was like, well, at least it was real. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least they didn't try to put on some fucking pageantry there, because in reality, we all know what happens when three-on-one goes down. When yeah. three-on-one goes down, you better turn around and fucking hope you're faster than them motherfuckers, because yeah. you're about to get an ass whooping, boy. <laughs> exactly, dude. I, was, I thought it was funny that one guy took him down and held him there and the other two guys were just like duh, 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 duh. <laughs> yeah I think to make it fair dude next time it should be either really mismatched like I said to where you got like a pro versus like three average Joes or if it is like you know more evenly matched you throw the one guy like a fucking stick or something you know what I mean? <laughs> make it more interesting give yeah. this motherfucker a chance you know yeah. so uh we got Tommy Fury is on Jake Paul's undercard. What do you think I about that? that? Dude, dude, I think it's fucking so big for Tommy Fury. It really is. But, I mean, Jake Paul caused him to lose his last opponent, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because of some shit that he said about, you know, him fighting a can, basically. Well, he was fighting a can. He was. You know, I mean, let's be real. He was right. fighting a dude who was like 1-14 in 14 or 1-15, in 15, but that's by design. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what you do when you're coming up as a pro boxer and trying to build your resume. Right. Jake Paul and them are just doing it differently. You know what I mean? So, like, the resume building is on, like, a different trajectory than, than fucking Tyson. But, I mean, let's be real here. I mean, the Fury family knows what they're doing. Yes. You know what I mean? They have a fucking megastar in Tyson, and they're doing the same thing with Tommy. It's just a slow build. Right. And we spoke about it on one of the other episodes uh, about it because, you know, Jay Paul said something about it. Hit, <clears throat> they canceled that fight completely, and then his opponent was pissed off because it cost him a payday. Did they pay him? I don't think so. I, I think that would have been a solid move by Jake. I mean, the way he's... He's like a fucking martyr for fight sports right now. Right. So, like, if he would have went out and been like, you know what, bro? I got you. Right. I talk some shit. I know you're trying to put food on the table. I got you. Because right. that 0-14 that dude who lost his fucking paycheck, I mean, he can complain and whine all he wants, but let's be real, dog. Like, you're not making a living off of fighting. You're 0-14 because yeah. you... You take off on the factory on Thursday to go weigh in on Friday to get your ass kicked on Saturday to come back on Monday about the ass whooping you took. You know exactly. what I mean? Like that's the, like that's the type of dude that is. You know right. what I mean? hundred percent. And don't get me wrong, he probably outbox everybody at the fucking factory. The factory yeah. But I mean, it's just not how it works in the ring. You know? No, not at all. And especially whenever you're dealing with a fury, for sure. So. No shit. I mean, can you imagine how dope his lunch break would have been? And be like, oh yeah, I got the shit kicked out of me by fucking Tyson Fury's little brother. Right. You know? Signing autographs in the break. Signing, yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I can see it now. Oh, look at Bob. He's got a swollen eye. All right. Yeah. And then we got uh, Cody Garbrandt versus Kai Kara France at, at Flyweight. 
Okay. That's surprising. Okay. I did see this matchup, dude, and I'm glad you brought it up because I completely forgot about it. And that is a very surprising matchup. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was going to come down straight to a fucking title fight down there. I don't think they would have been able to justify it. I think that's why they're doing this. I think uh, if Cody comes out and one win, dude, if he, if he comes out and just starches Kai Car France, he gets to fight Moreno Absolutely. for the title. And my opinion here, if he comes out and Kai Car France gives him a scrap, but he still comes out on top, still gets the W, but it's not it's not so you know decisive. Dominant. Yeah, I think he'll fight uh, Davison. Yeah, which I don't hate that idea either. I mean, why not? Like, I think it makes sense to to fucking keep Davison on the shelf for a little bit because he was really active, you know. And people don't consider this as much either in the more extreme weight classes, such as like heavyweight and flyweight and shit like these bigger guys we'll say 205 because they actually got a cut weight but like it's harder for them dudes to fight more often you know what i mean because you got a dude like moreno who has to weigh in at 125 who probably walks around at like 160 and shit at like fucking six percent body fat you know what i mean it's fucking hard on them guys to cut the weight so i say give davison a break let cody and kai car france fight let the winner of that come out and fight Davison, and then fucking let Brandon fight. Yeah, I'm totally with it. Like whenever I saw that it was announced, I was just, I was surprised, but I did not hate it. Right. So I think in the meantime, though, if Brandon wants to stay busy, I mean, there's matchups for him right now. You know what I mean? There's yeah. that Askar Askarov. Um, right off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody else at flyweight, but I know that him and Brandon have a uh, draw. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense to book that again. Yeah. Who do you got on that one, though? Because that's a dangerous fight for Moreno. Dude, that is a super dangerous fight for Moreno, but, like, just for the fucking sake of enjoying the sport, God, I hope Brandon wins, dude. You know what I mean? Because Brandon's an entertaining champ, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, how can you hate that guy? You can't, He builds Legos for fun. Honestly, and that's what I was saying, too. Like, he's great for the UFC and being able to sell to a younger audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's not vulgar. He's not like, he doesn't talk about sex and drugs or anything like that. Dude, he's kind of a dork. You know what I mean? A super dork. (laughs) He won the the title and then went to the Lego store and bought a new Lego set. (laughs) Right, but how great could that be for a kid who's not very confident in himself and maybe, you know, gets picked on. Maybe he doesn't like all sports like everybody else. But then he sees a guy like Brandon Moreno who's a fucking, you know, hey, he's a nerd too. He likes Star Wars and Legos and shit, but... I mean, if you think about his career in the UFC, he was cut, like, what, two years ago? He yeah. got cut by the UFC. Yeah, and I don't know back. why either. You know, honestly, when they cut him, dude, it was a fucking big surprise to me, dude. Yeah. And I thought it was mainly because of uh, the shit going on with Cejudo and the flyweight division and Mighty Mouse. Like, I thought maybe that, you know, they were just trying to clear house and maybe Brandon's team was like, well, let's get out of here and do something else if they're not going to have flyweight. All right. Well, he goes to LFA, wins a fucking flyweight title right off the jump, and they're like, well, fucking come on back. Right. And then he comes back and then just goes on this tear. So, Brandon's story is great, dude. I love Moreno, man. I've liked that guy since he was on Ultimate Fighter a fucking long time ago, dude. So. He's definitely got potential to be a big star in the in the flyweight division. Dude, I think the UFC, he's a fucking wet dream for the UFC's marketing team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's bilingual. He's a fucking... A nerdy kid, you know what I mean? That just he's just so easy to sell. You know what I mean? Like you you don't have to sell the hard asses and fighting. The hard asses sell themselves, you know what I mean? Like people are 
tuning in to watch dudes get the shit kicked out of them. You know what I mean? No. So, I mean, it, it's easy to sell the tough guy image. It's it's harder to sell that, like, hey, man, this dude's a dork, but he'll turn you into a pretzel and pound your face in. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah. I mean, he if anybody deserved it, it's him. Because, I mean, what he's been through and his fighting career. Dude, this past year has been, like, the year for the nice guy in the yeah. UFC. Like, it's finally, like, the... Karma is like coming around for the dudes who've done it the right way. Like Good Dustin. always defeats evil. Right. I mean, seriously, dude. Like, Khabib might have started a wave on that, dude. I mean, look at Dustin Poirier, Brandon Moreno, fucking um, Jan Blakovich. Uh, I mean, even, you, I guess you could throw Kamaro in there, but I still seem like Kamaro's kind of like un- undercover. Like, yeah, he's fake as fuck. But speaking of Kamaro, and I've made a, a comment about him before because he's born... Uh, I don't know if he was born here, but he was raised in America, but he carries a Nigerian flag around. Yeah. It wasn't this uh, card, but on the card before, I can't remember who it was. I wish I would have took down his name, but it was a Russian guy, and he was carrying a fucking American flag on him, and I was just like, oh, that's the exact opposite of what Kamaro and like Aljamain does, right. because they carry the fucking the Nigerian flag with them, and I was like, how fucking cool, you know, he's a Russian cat. But he's carrying the U.S. flag on him. Man, see, I don't know. I, I kind of feel a certain way about that type of shit, too, because it's like, like y'all are American. You're in America. You love, you, you reap all the benefits and rewards and shit. And if you had to live the same life in Nigeria, it would fucking suck, dude. Yes. Like, let's be real. Like, I understand having pride in where you're from and shit, but also, you had no choice in that. And you never decided to go back. And right. You don't want to be there now. So, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like you've got you've got all the money in the world, and you, you're not gonna move back to Nigeria, right? And like, where's get, your dad? He just got out of prison, and, and he didn't go to fucking Nigeria. No, he's still right here. <laughs> I don't know, but like that's dude. I could go on forever about the conspiracy theories I have on about like that type of shit. You know what I mean? But it's just it. Let's it hear them. <laughs> no, I just I think that's just an easier. It's like a it's a divisive thing. You know what I mean? It kind of keeps everybody on Team A versus Team B. Because like, really, we all know everybody wants to be in America, and America's the best. Dude. You can say whatever you want. I'll, I'll humor any argument you got for another country being better, but we all know they're not going to hold up. Not. Right. So, I mean... But also, like I said, I understand, you know, being proud and shit, but don't fucking wave your Nigerian flag and shit when you have an American birth certificate, you file taxes in America, you buy your homes in America, you send your children to get an American education, you vote in America, you fucking, like, everything you do has to do with America. But yet, when you come out, you have a Nigerian flag on your back. Yes. At least show some respect and put a fucking American flag on the other side of it or something. Like, some of them cats do that. Yeah, you know? they'll, they'll have, like, a Brazilian flag and a fucking right. <clears throat> stitch together with a fucking U.S. flag or something. Right, I tell you what, dude, because he didn't fucking earn a high school, you know, he didn't earn his scholarship to go wrestle in fucking Nebraska and shit because he was such a good wrestler in Nigeria. Well, Marty Snoozman. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> he wrestled in Nebraska, bro. Yes. Which like, is not too far from here. Middle of America. Yeah, and I guarantee you, dude, those Midwestern Nebraska folks, they love Kamaru, dude. I guarantee you he got treated like fucking royalty there. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, 
But I'm sure you would also hear in the same fucking breath about how racist it was in middle America and blah, blah, blah and shit. And I'm sure there was some of that, but look at fucking Kamaru Usman. You think anybody went up to him and was like, hey, motherfucker? Yeah, right. No, they did not. <laughs> like, I can tell you they did not. Like, if you did that to Kamaru Usman, you were either fucking really brave or really fucking stupid. Like, Probably both. Yeah, oh, yeah, or both. <laughs> like, even if you are a racist, dude, like, even if you did hate black people... Why would you pick that dude to go fuck with? You know what I mean? You wouldn't. Fuck no, you wouldn't. You'd be yelling shit out the window at Urkel-looking motherfuckers <laughs> as you drove by, dude. You wouldn't be fucking... Ones that you know can't kick the shit out of you. Yeah, dude. It, it would be... Uh, there would be no fucking chance in hell unless they're just, like, the dumbest motherfuckers ever. You know, big, ga- big game hunters. Which usually, if you're racist, you are pretty fucking dumb, so... Yeah, to develop that type of, right. you know thought process yeah you're pretty dumb but still i don't think like even dumb motherfuckers don't go attack fucking gigantic things <laughs> you know what i mean like, let's go attack this fucking beast man i'm fucking dying over here you're holding it, <laughs> dude you're holding it together well dude nobody'd even know this motherfucker wanted me to come out here and record last night while i was tripping on mushrooms and he was drunk i'm like yeah <laughs> right <laughs> I think it would have been pretty fun, though. It would have been the most scatterbrain fucking bullshit podcast ever. I, I, got, I got a couple of notes about Burt Kreischer, though. Um, oh, the man, the machine. Right, so on Two Bears, One Cave, he's got a new uh, <clears throat> a new sponsor spot that he's been doing about becoming a lord and buying land in Scotland. Yeah. It's literally, if I scroll up in my notes, that's one of my notes, is like, we should buy land in Scotland and become lords. Dude, I think it's like a fucking square foot somewhere. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. Yeah, you're buying a, a one cubic foot of fucking land in Scotland, but you get a piece of paper that says that you're a lord. Dude, there's probably some <laughs> fucking asshole in Scotland sitting on about 40 acres selling that shit by the square foot. And just Making bang. <laughs> raking it in. He's like, oh yeah, some dumb bitch named Tanya from Idaho just bought this. Yep. Exactly, dude. But I just thought it was funny because I heard that that, that new sponsor spot that he had. I was like, man, like that was a note that I, I can't had believe they got on. a sponsor spot for that, dude. That's like selling stars, bro. Yeah, I mean, dude, people will buy some stupid shit. So. People, do people legit buy stars? That's what's crazy to me. They like they pay some fucking thing online to get sent a piece of paper. And be like, here you go, Zastin on nines, all <laughs> yours. Yeah, exactly, dude. Um, but. On, on the new episode that he was actually on because he's been missing from the podcast for like three months because he's in fucking Russia filming a movie. Um, he, and in the movie, he's got like his on-screen wife or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's been like kissing her or whatever. He, they had like a, a scripted a kiss or whatever, but then off camera, uh, he said that he had an unplanned kiss. <laughs> and he's like... He said that he immediately called his wife, and Tom's laughing at him. He's like, you're such a homo. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and Tom toned that down so much, because I heard it, too. And, like, he said what we were all thinking. Like, okay, fag. Right. Like, yeah. It was so funny, dude. He's like, you're such a homo. Right. And I mean that in the best way to our LGBT fans. Fan. Yeah, no, fans? Just... Half fans? Yeah, no offense. That was funny. I was cracking up during that that little segment that they had. <laughs> oh yeah, it killed me, dude. Them dudes are my heroes. I'm man. just glad he's fucking back finally, dude. Because like all of my favorite podcasts are missing like half of their fucking host 
you know, on it. You know, Theo's Which, gone. Bird's been gone. Spoiler alert. Y'all are going to get a Finch Talks episode soon because I'm going on vacation. Right. I will be out of town. Anyway, and I do want to announce, just, just for anybody listening, we fucking reserved our spot for the Coming Everywhere tour for Tom Segura. Hell yeah. Yeah, we got our shit locked down, Tommy boy. Tommy Buns. I can't I'm fucking so wait. so fucking pumped. Uh, dude. Do you know who's opening? No, I really want Potter to come with him. Dude, I would love that. I, I even sent out a tweet to him, like, hey man, it'll be in March in Oklahoma. It'll be fucking miserable here, dude. It'll be just like home. You right. know what I mean? It'll be cold and wet and fucking like nice, maybe a little freezing rain or something, like 13 degrees outside. Yeah. Come on, boy. Come on down, dude. I'm always tweeting at Josh Potter. <laughs> Listen, and, if and I meet the dude, you got. If you meet him, you got a shotgun a beer with him. I will absolutely, yeah, even yeah. though he can't see it. But <laughs> <laughs> blind fuck. Yeah. Dude, you got to ask him to show you his hog. Apparently, this dude's just got an excellent dick, and then I'm kind of. He I, said I, it's the best part about him. Right, <laughs> and then I thought about it, and I was like, dude, he has to though. Like, if he didn't have, like, a fucking nice dick, what would he, he have, bro? If he didn't have a good dick, he would have killed himself a long time ago. Dude, I'm telling you, dude. Like, the man can't see. He's no. hideous looking at best. He has, like, a fucking, like, curly Jufro going on. I don't know what that is, dude. Like, so... He's got, like, trifocal glasses that he wears, dude. So he literally cannot see. Like, can't drive, can't... Do, I mean, the guy is just, I mean... It, it, it's, all, it's almost sad at this point. But... And then just like you always hear these stories about he just has a fucking hog on him. He's I'm got like, a hog and he can't come. So girls and love And he him. can't come right <laughs> Jesus, dude. Like, like if you can get past how ugly that motherfucker is, you might be able to just fucking go all night. Shit. Go all night because he's not getting off. Which is crazy. Like, what a complex, dude. Right. Like, I have that problem if I make certain... Um, illegal substances. But for the most part, like, that usually is not a problem. Yeah. So I like I figured it out, dude. Everything is about balance. Nobody has it all. Like if you're super good looking, you probably suck in the sack, dude. Yeah. If you're a fucking hideous monster, you probably have like a big old wiener, dude. You just gotta have somebody <laughs> that will get past your hideousness to touch it. It all balances out. It, dude, everything balances out, man. Like fucking if it looks terrible at first, they probably got some hidden attributes you don't even know about. This. Somebody's like, Wow, check this guy out. He's like Gene Simmons. He can fucking lick his Adam's apple. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, dude. How you feeling over there? You holding up? I keep feeling like I'm going to puke. He said, I'm going to puke. Jason took his own advice last night and puked outside. I was actually really proud of him. He rolled off the porch like when he'd have to puke. He'd do like a little army roll to the side and puke. Did I puke? I don't even remember. I mean, I I would assume. (laughs) I mean, you were fucking hanging your head off the porch. I remember you took my advice and you were puking outside. I did, man. I was like, yeah, so I'm glad people are finally taking, like, listening up. It's so much easier. Hey, bro, well, that and there's no cleanup, but, uh, man, I don't know, dude. I'm done with mushrooms. Like, I get everybody advocates, like, how cool mushrooms are. Maybe I got too high. I think so. Dude, fucking, I did not have fun. Like, not having a good time. Like, I pizzaed when I should have french fried. Okay? And it was not fun. Yep. Where are we at on time? Uh, about 30 minutes. Oh. So, I've been dealing with a, a sick kid for the past couple weeks, right? <clears throat> so, that consists of giving him bedtime medicine, usually. And, uh, he started getting better, or whatever. So, I 
I started like canceling out the bedtime medicine, but he comes up to me the other night. Yeah, but he's just fucking balls to the wall all night, and I keep getting on to him because he's being loud and rambunctious and he's trying to hang off of me and shit. And he comes up to me and he goes, "Dad, I've got too much energy. I need to take some bedtime medicine to calm down." <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Like, like we're creating a dependency here, son. We yeah. got a problem. Well, I gave him the fucking medicine though, because <laughs> oh, he was driving me nuts. But uh, yeah, you're right. I was like, "God damn, what am I doing here?" Man. Dude, fantasy football, football season, all that shit is right around the fucking corner, dude. And I am so fucking happy, man. I cannot wait for football season. I've been watching my son get pads on and get fucking, like, ready and shit. That kid's tanking this year, dude. He's looking like a fucking little beast. But uh, I just brought that up because fucking I was... <laughs> I just, Maybe my football fans will know what we're talking about here. So Carson Wentz, the head quarterback for the Colts now, used to be with the Eagles, is fucking now having foot surgery after being signed to a huge deal with the Colts, and he's supposed to be like their savior, and he gets in training camp two weeks later, and the motherfucker's out for 12 weeks. Dude, I was just thinking, man, how fucking ironic. Yeah. This is the same dude who went to the Eagles, kicked ass for like a whole season, then turned the reins over to Nick Foles. And Nick Foles goes on to win a Super Bowl. Now the Colts are about to sign Nick Foles. So look Shit, out, guys. Really? The, yeah, the Colts are about to go on a fucking Super Bowl run, guys. That's all I was saying. I wouldn't hate it, man. I wouldn't hate it. I, think I like the Colts. I mean, I think they got a team that's built together pretty good. They got a team that's built to go win something, yeah. you know? We'll see. I think Green Bay is going to fucking have a good season this year. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers can fucking figure it out and go win a ring because that little episode of fucking or fucking soap opera they had over the summer, whatever the fuck that shit was, like if it doesn't result in the Super Bowl, then, man, it was all for naught. Yeah. This is coming from a big-time cheese. Hell no, he ain't Bowl. coming back this season, dude. Even if they go to the fucking Super Bowl and don't win, he ain't coming back. No. He's pretty much made up his mind. He's gone. Honestly, I think even if they win a Super Bowl, I think he's not coming back. Yeah. And look, I love Rodgers, dude. I grew up watching the dude pretty much. I mean, him and Favre, you know, I actually remember when he took over. But I think at this point, man, it's kind of it's hurting the team, you know. Like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But I really hope they go off, win a Super Bowl, and then fucking trade Aaron Rodgers for, like, five first-round draft picks <laughs> or some shit, dude. Like, just being a Green Bay fan, I'm trying to hope Watch for the him best. Tra- trade him for, like, five first-round draft picks, and then he decides to quit go host Jeopardy full-time. Oh, I'd fucking love it, dude. Fuck He's yeah, like, dude. Fuck y'all. I'm not even going to play again. Dude, that shit would make my wiener hard, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be so happy. Ugh. But hey, y'all, we're going to take a break for a second, and we'll be back with some hot shit for you. So I can go puke yes, outside sir. real quick. Brought to you by uh, Pain and Right Toss. So I was watching uh, Rick and Morty the other day, and I had a, came to the realization that I'm fucking Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Though. I don't know what it was that made me write down that note, but there was something about what was going on in the episode that I was like, God damn it, I'm fucking Jerry. Dude... I love Jerry for some reason. I don't know. I think one of the newer episodes on this latest season, he's like, I guess he's like so fucking cringy that everything he says, like the demons like love it. And they just, oh, yeah. They, they, they just eat it up, dude. I fucking love it, man. But speaking of Rick and Morty, I wanted to bring this up because I want to know if there's any correlation. So 
Spoiler alert, the new Suicide Squad definitely steals an idea from Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah? I mean, it's a fucking blatant grab to me. And you'll see what I'm talking about because, man, I can't ruin it. I don't want to ruin it yet because I want you to watch the movie. And listen, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Somebody commented on one of my little posts about how good Suicide Squad 2 was and they called me gay for liking it. Yeah, they said after two kids, does that make you gay? Listen, (laughs) eat a dick, alright? That shit was fucking great. That movie was good, okay? The first one, I'll give you that, alright? The first one, not so good. Yeah, it kind of sucked. The new Suicide Squad is a fucking quality movie, and it stands alone by itself. Dude, it is so much better than the first one. Good. All right, anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting on a tangent here. Uh, dude, they blatantly robbed something from Rick and Morty, but this is a Warner Brothers production, mm-hmm. so I'm wondering, like, with that, with that being said, because you saw Rick and Morty show up on Space Jam, which was also a Warner Brothers they? thing. They are. Wow. On the new Space Jam, they have an appearance. Hmm. So... It makes me wonder if, like, their ideas are able to be kind of, like, shared or cherry-picked now that they're part of Warner Brothers. I would think so. <laughs> Dude, when you watch it, go home and watch that shit I'm tonight. Going to. And And when you see it, you'll know it. You'll be like, they stole that shit from Rick and Morty, dude. And it, we'll talk about it on the next episode. Yeah, for sure. Because as soon as I get home, I'm putting that shit on. But listen, I will fucking advocate for that movie all day, dude. There's like Harley Quinn is a, a minimal part of this movie, but whoever like made it and like wrote that fucking script, dude, they nailed it. Fucking killed it, dude. Great movie. Hold on. While we're talking about Rick and Morty, I want to uh, kind of pan over. My son had a cat. Like this time last year, and we named it Morty. Yeah, the cat got ran over by a car, and it's fucking right, tragic. Yeah, it's super tragic. I was super sad because I fucking love this little cat. Well, anyway, Riley was too young to like be like, "Hey, your fucking cat's dead." So I told him that he became an astronaut and went into the fucking moon. <laughs> well, last week they had like a show and tell day at daycare, and it was it was about their pets, and we haven't gotten a new pet since Morty passed, so. Um, I sent the daycare teacher some pictures of the, of the cat, uh, Riley and the cat together. And, um, and then I got to thinking about it, like, cause I told him that he went to the fucking, that he went to outer space. So I got down and I wrote him a letter from Morty uh, from outer space. And, uh, you want to hear what it says? You want me to read the, the letter to you? Hold on. I hate to poke holes in your theory, but who's the postman bringing that shit from outer space? He's a toddler. <laughs> He's not asking questions like this, Mike, okay? Well, these are the questions that need to be asked. I mean, you're, you're not wrong. But I just thought it would be fun for the for the show and tell. Like, no, I love it. It's a, it's a, a genuine sweetheart dad move. I yeah. love it. So so this is the note that, that Morty wrote to Riley. It says, uh, Dear Riley, Hey, it's me, Morty. How are you and your dad doing on Earth? Uh, good, I hope. I sure do miss you guys a whole lot. I'm sorry I had to leave you behind and uh, become an astronaut, but Elon Musk needed me for a very important mission to colonize uh, Mars. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I hear you're about to start school. That's amazing. Good job. If you study hard, listen to your teacher and your dad, maybe you could become an astronaut too one day. And even join me up here on Mars. Uh, I sure would love to see you and get some good head scratches like you used to always give me while I lived on Earth. 
Well, anyway, I just wanted to write you a letter and tell you hello, and I do miss you, tiny human. Maybe one day in space, I'll get to see you again. Until then, Morty. I love it, dude. <laughs> this is such a good story, dude. Good I, job. I thought it was pretty good. Like, yeah, now you're going to have to, like, right after you tell him that Santa's not real, you're just going to have to tell him that neither are cat astronauts. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that I, Well, it was... What's really funny, though, is, like, uh, like, a week or two ago, we were... He was, he was asking about Morty, and he's like... He's like, Dad, cats can't be astronauts. They can't drive, you know? He's like... He's like, Morty's just dead. I was like, God damn, dude. Like, you're four years old. Where is this coming from? He's like, I know you're lying to me, bro. <laughs> Straight up, dude. Like, he called me out on it, and I didn't know what to say. I was just like, shut up. Go away. <laughs> How the fuck? Like, why did you just go to dead, man? Maybe Morty moved out. He got a new girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy being a cat these days. Well, he straight up called me out on it. He's like, Morty's just dead. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, guys, I think we're going to wrap this one up. It's a, a short Sunday, and we're fucking hanging on by the threads. So. I definitely am. I can't even puke. I feel like shit so bad. Like, It's good. I feel like well, puking would make me feel better. And my body's like, no, you can't puke. you got to continue to feel like shit. Oh, yeah, for the rest of the day, too. Yep. So y'all go fucking watch Suicide Squad, too, and we'll talk about it. And, uh, I don't know, until next time. I guess puke outside. That's Jason's little catchphrase. Yeah, which I'm about to go do. All right, then. Peace, Peace. out.